Are you interested in possibilities beyond anything you've ever considered? Join me, John Ashford, alias Akintola, each week where I show up unapologetically me as a possibility seeker and explorer of the universe, conversationalist, and a storyteller. Having worked with families, communities, and systems for over 30 years, I desire to explore with you topics beyond current realities and create something greater than the world as we know it today. Together, we can inspire, teach, and share with each other our real and raw ideas to change the world to the place we know it can be. Join me for some fun as we get real, funky, raw, vulnerable, outrageous, and inspired. Peace, John. Good afternoon, good day, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Being John Ashford podcast. Uh, this is going to be interesting. I have one person in the audience, my dear sister, Leah. Uh, I wanted to jump on here and talk about something that happened to me in the month of December, just before the holidays jumped off or in the beginning of the holidays, I should say. Uh, I titled today's uh, podcast, Attacks from the Future. And what I realized um, from all of that is that you know how you get to something and you think, oh my God, this is a fucking disaster. And it was a disaster. It was a fucking extreme disaster when I'm about to tell you what happened to me. Um, we left for Houston to go to a uh, advanced body class with Gary Douglas. We had a fabulous class. I love Houston, the warm weather. I was able to go to class one day in shorts. I was able to wear flip-flops my type of weather the day after i had lunch with my brother gary douglas and i came back went upstairs tori was in the condo i met with a person because what i was trying to do is i was working on continuing considering doing some work down in houston and looking possibly for a property to move down in houston and so this meeting that i was having with gary was twofold uh, plus just hanging out with my brother Gary. I really love that door that dude. Um, so we finished lunch, meet with this person. Everything's fabulous, got some stuff established to go back the next day to meet with this guy, this organization. I'm like, I'm gung-ho. You know, I'm like, yes, all systems go. I get back, Tori says, hey, let's go get some tacos. And I told Tori, I was like, you know, I think I want to just stay here and do leftovers. And this is the first piece where I'm going to share with you guys. Whatever your awareness is, do me a favor. Afterwards, do not put your awareness away. Please don't put your awareness away. It will not be a contribution to you uh, at all. I thought I just didn't feel like going out and I was okay with leftovers. What I was aware of was something else, but that something else wasn't blurring because, yes, me, I didn't ask a question. If you ask a question about why am I feeling this way, and if I would have turned it towards saying, you know, I'm getting a weird feeling that we shouldn't go out, maybe that wouldn't have happened. But what I'm learning from it, maybe something else would happen. Something might have happened differently with what happened. So I'm going to get to that. So um, 
we figure out where we want to go. We're going to go back to the Galleria. Tori wants to get some tacos. And I'm like, sure, we're on vacation. You know, we're there. There's a party that Friday that I'm ready, really excited about. I got some new clothes. I got some new shoes. I was all ready for this change. And about 7.30, 8 o'clock that night, things will take a turn. We'll just take a turn. I'm not going to take a turn for the worst. It will take a turn. And I walked out. I Tori ordered a car on Uber. We walked outside and the Uber person pulled up and Tori turned around and said, hey, be careful for this water to hold. And when she says that, turn around, I said, fuck, I broke my ankle. Okay. I just thought I said, but it wasn't raining. It was a little moist outside, but it wasn't, it didn't make any sense. I proceeded to go to the hospital, spent 18 hours in the hospital with a severe uh, break or whatever you call it, fracture. And my, my, my foot was sideways. And I started to freak a little bit the fuck out. 18 hours in a hospital. Uh, I remember when it happened and I, there was a portion of me that wanted to just give up. And this is what went the tape that played through my head. Why me, God? You know, I'm really a good person. I really help people out. This was going to be a fun time. This was my my wife is not going to be able to travel a little bit after this because she's on the list for a kidney replacement. And I was like, this is like, and, and there was a party. And I was like, it was like, how can this happen? When I was laying on the ground, I would looked up and like, how could this happen? And when I got in the car and got the Uber person to give me the car, that was another ordeal. The guy was just looking at me on the ground. I was like, dude, help me get the fuck up and get in your car. It was like, he said, well, you want to go to the restaurant? I was like, dude, I want to go to the restaurant. My, my foot's like this. I look like a duck. And so he, he helps me in the car and he changed and finds the hospital. By the way, he found, uh, what was the name of this hospital? I can't remember. It, oh, it's called Herman Memorial, Memorial Herman Hospital. If you ever get sick in Houston, it's a place to go. They were terrific. They were really very helpful. But some magic started to happen. We went to the emergency room. We got in there. Tori had to wheel me around in a, a, a seat in a, um, what do you call it? One of those uh, chairs. I can't think of the mind. I come back to me. So she was rolling me in the chair. We had to roll all the way through the hospital to find the, the emergency room. I get there and the emergency room was classic emergency room with total fucking chaos turmoil in the emergency room. people talking to themselves wheelchair that's it thanks Leah. i told real oil me across the entire hospital in a wheelchair and we get there and we go up to the desk and they take my insurance card the thing about it is that a lot of times when you go to an emergency room you're in the emergency the, the waiting room for some hours i was probably in the waiting room for about an hour before not even an hour before they called to do an x-ray within about 40 minutes, I was in the emergency room itself. Now, it was weird because I was in the emergency room, not in a room, but in the hallway in the emergency room. So what I was unaware of is that I was going to be able to practice what I practice about being an X-Man. See, I'm going to share some stuff. This is going to be a weird episode, and I might carry on for the next. There might be a, next, a part two to this. I have some superpowers, I call them. 
And one of them is the capacity of being able to be out into other people's energy. Like, for example, when I see somebody bump into a table, I can feel their pain. When I see somebody someplace, I can see somebody on the other side of the world and they could be sad and I can sense the sadness. Well, this is a great place to have that capacity in an emergency room where you had the first time I rolled by, the lady was full spread eagle. It looked like someone was going on with her baby. She's pregnant. I could feel that energy. There was somebody who was burned, who was just burned from some a fire that happened in the house. Uh, so I'm picking up all this energy. And, and remember, I have this capacity. I go in every room in the hospital and I find out the people who don't want to be here anymore. People are leaving their bodies. And I didn't realize it because... Tori was with me, my wife was with me, and she looked at me and she said, John, you're doing that thing again, where I start to fade out, I start to turn to gray, I start to leave my body. Uh, I stayed in there for probably in the emergency room for probably like six hours, because surgery wasn't done until about three o'clock in the morning. So I sat there, and all the things started going through my head. The first thing is like, how did I create this? What was the, I didn't ask the question, what was the, the uh, contribution of it? Because I was too freaked out. Uh, I was immediately support from people from my, my posse of people that I'm connected to start seeing contributions uh, about doing energetic work with the break and all. Uh, but soon after the nurses put up a curtain around me. So in this space, I had this private space. It was kind of amazing. Everything along the way, small doors were open for more ease with this, with a difficult situation, more ease start to show up. The surgeon was out until I figured out until the morning. He came in and he said, hey, look, we need to reset this. We might have to do a surgery afterwards. I freaked out. I was like, a surgery plus setting. So I'm mean, you going to put me under now? And then again, he says, potentially. So I'm like, what the fuck? So we go through the procedures. They put the IV in. Usually there's a complication with IVs for me. My body doesn't like needles. But this time, I'm fast, quick, in a hurry. The guy had no pain. Boom, bang, bang. I was like, wow. Nurses all very kind. I go into this room and they start telling me the procedure and I'm allergic to morphine. So they had to do is take a special procedure because of that. I go into the emergency room and I'm kind of a little bit time to kind of freak out. And the doctor came back and reassured me, the guy, the doctor who actually gives you the drugs came back. Hey man, we, gonna, I, we got you. We're just going to set this. He said, but what I need you to do for me, I need you to go to a happy space. And I'm like, yeah, right. And so then I ran through my mind again, happy space. I was supposed to fucking be eating tacos and back home, chilling with my wife. Happy space. I'm at the Herman Memorial Hospital. Happy space, right. And that's when I realized everything is a fucking choice. Because in that split second, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to that fucking happy place. And he said, where's your happy place? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to find it. He said, so I was wearing a, my George Clinton shirt, uh, Maggot Brain. And he said, you listen to music? Would you have any music you can go to? And immediately I go to this music with George Clinton, take it to the stage. And they turn on the drugs. My body goes, 
like a sci-fi movie. And I, the only way I can describe it is I was like, I felt myself flying through the universe and I was flying through Skittles. <laughs> and for those of you right now, I'm explaining this. Skittles are little colorful candies. And this, I don't know if there's been commercials of the, 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 the Skittle uh, rainbow. But then it became very fine and everything became energy. But they were energetic Skittle colors, like bright reds, orange, and yellow. So it's like the most fucking amazing thing. I was like, am I tripping? But all of a sudden, I started going through space at like light speed. And everything turned into this energy. There was no separation from me and this energy. I saw past lives. I saw future lives. I saw like this wow. And there was this overwhelming joy that... When I came through this, I started to laugh. And the surgeon, and when I came through, I started to open my eyes and all I could see were the surgeons finishing up and the people in the room. But the coolest thing about it is that they were all energy of the same Skittle energy, I call it. They were talking, I could hear them talking, I could hear them moving, I could see, see certain things in the room, but everything was of this energy. And this energy reminded me not to forget that everybody's okay as they are. And would I be committed to no more judgment of anything or anybody, what people choose? It was the first, which I didn't realize there would be a second the following week with the other surgeon once I got back to Portland, but it was the space where I was given the oneness that we all possibly can do. And it was vibrant. And the universe was wanting to us to play in this colorful space. Came through. They moved me upstairs. They said, hey, we're going to do the surgery. And I was like, well, this can't be. So they moved me up to my own room. They took me in a room and they gave me a bath, a, a sponge bath, because they were preparing me for surgery. And I stayed in this room for like five hours and the doctors came out and said, hey, look, the way we reset this, we don't need to do anything until you get back to Portland. Ease number three, total ease. My brother Gary called me and told me to run this body process on my ankle that might be a contribution for speedy recovery. And there was like the pain subsided. Uh, I was given a walker and I was like, oh my God, here I am with this walker. How am I going to do this? And we went back to our condos. But let me explain to you how when the universe starts, when you choose consciousness or to change something, the universe really has your back, even with the most despicable situation that happens like me with this ankle breaking. My wife, the first Airbnb we were in was on the second floor. So it was these steep stairs. While I'm in the emergency room, my wife calls the owner and they say, hey, we have another place on the first floor in the same complex. So my beautiful wife goes back in the middle of the night, move all of our stuff down to this one new place. And it was a miracle in itself because it was in the middle of the night. It was no way I would have been able to make it back up into that place with a walker and stuff. The stairs were like walking up Mount Hood. And 
the next day that I got out, I was kind of sad. And my brother, Gary, called me and said, hey, dude, I need to let you know uh, you're an amazing person and you were attacked from the future. I'm like, what? What type of bullshit? I was like, now, I was taking these drugs and I was like, I had to make sure I asked him a question again because I was like, this is the drugs talking or you talking? And he shared with me that whenever you get to a point where you want to make a change in the universe, occasionally there are attacks from the future. And would I be willing to recognize that I'm one of those individuals that's willing to make a commitment to changing the way we live with consciousness, with make people, helping people being more choice? And at first, I was like, I called bullshit. And I, there's probably going to be a part two because I'm coming up to the end of today's session. But what I start to say bullshit is like, hey, look, I'm tired of sh the struggle. I'm tired of this. When I get close to something, sh something bad happens. You know, uh, I'm done with that. It was just like, I don't want to play in that field. And then I start to listen to what happened about how much ease we had with this. And I kept on going back like, I, so we moved into the, uh, to the same building on the corner where I broke my ankle. When you look out the window, you can see where I fell. Weird. Like I'm, and I'm sitting on this couch, sleeping on this couch, looking at the spot where I fell. Tori came in one night. She said, babe, you know, something weird. I don't know how you broke your ankle like that. She said, I went outside. I looked there. It didn't make any sense. There was nothing there. I shared with her what, what Gary shared with me. And I realized that it was sort of like after. It's like, babe, you know something? When I, as I fell, I fell forward like somebody was pushing me. I was like, huh. And then when I looked at my ankle, I imagine seeing like a chain it was wrapped around my ankle, actually broken off once my ankle was able to break away from it. And then I started thinking to myself, and I know some people listen is like, what the fuck was this dude talking about? What I'm saying is something happened, which I don't care if people believe or not believe, because of choices that I made to make a commitment for planet Earth. And this, I don't want people to be like, oh, you're special. I'm not a special type of dude. And I'm not like that. What I'm saying is that it was just that I made a choice and something happened along the way. And what I realized is that sometimes those attacks on the future, from the future, set you up to have a greater understanding of your capacity and your potency, which I was in denial of up to that moment. Now, there's a lot more to the story that this is going to have to be a part two. I thought this I was going to be able to fit all of this into one session, but I can't. But what I want to say to you is that most, a lot of people get attacked from the future. Some people, we stop, something happens to stop you from doing what you came here to do. And there's no wrongness in that. Like, if it didn't happen, if something didn't, I could choose something different. I could step back and I, and I can quit at any time. There's no wrongness to that. But what I start to play with is I must 
have some hell of a capacity for something wanting me to stop what I'm desiring to change on planet Earth. And in that, there was a greater partnership with the universe developed for me with understanding. And there was some tools that I'll talk about later with this about how I, I, I call Gary once I get back. I said, well, you know, so I, that doesn't sit very well with me that something can just come up and attack me from the future without me having any say so on it. And Gary shared with me that you don't have to be attacked. There's some things, and I had dropped off things, and I'm going to say some things. I had dropped off other practices that I've had that would have given me more awareness with that because I put away some of my other toys of consciousness to play with just one toy. And I've made myself a commitment after this incident that that will fucking never ever happen again. I'm coming for the way, the rest of my way of living will be fully present, fully fucking present so that I am aware. And that's the greatest gift from this attack from the future. There will be a part two to this because I'm running out of time. We're at the end of our time with this. I appreciate you guys. Look forward to sharing part two of Tack of the Future and looking into that darkness and fear. I see you guys next time. Please pass. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with some of your friends. Peace.